This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Well done by Barrett. Committed himself and uh, dragged it in. Now, here is Williams. Clever little kick. Very clever. Dags found another gear. He's all right. No problems. Israel Dag. What would you do? Would you be so bold and make it new? Again, attacking with Scotland, a man down in defence, and through goes Carter so easily. Lovely ball, lovely try for Israel Dag. Now Cowan again, Dag. Dag. Beautiful run, Israel Dag. Still going. Israel Dag. Oh, what a try. Well, I know you like picking it up first thing in the morning. Good morning, Israel Dag, because guess what, brother? It's your birthday. It's your birthday. (laughs) And guess what? It's your life day, because today we've put together a few little clips to celebrate. No. I, I know you don't like celebrating, but you know, you do it once a year. We're gonna give you we're gonna give you a bit of a shout out. And I'll tell you what, one thing I did notice, <laughs> I can see why Les Kiss, who was a winger, was a defensive coach for South Africa, because they couldn't tackle. <laughs> nah, brother. Happy oh. birthday. How are you feeling this morning, mate? And I looked at those balloons that you got post up on your back of your back of your your sins oh. your sins uh um thing at the back there and I actually thought they were those emojis that you post up when you have a like a photo in your camera but they're actually real <laughs> they're real mate look honestly <laughs> thank you for that I said a new song not throw some highlights in there come on man stuff I appreciate it appreciate it yeah yeah it's my birthday 35 today and um, <laughs> getting close to the to the 40 but I've walked in Kempi and Rick Dog and Kez and um, they say it takes a village and well, I've got a very special village at my house, and um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, Mandy. Um, she lives out the back. I've known Mandy since I moved down here. She's Tilly's godmother, and um, she's a very, very close friend. She's like a sister to me. And uh, she, when I moved down, she's a massage therapist here for the Crusaders, and uh, we just yeah become best mates. You know, love and hate each other all the time, arguing always get into her but that's what you want from Farno. Anyway I walked in and um she's just gone real Mandy like and <laughs> she she's has. put up all this stuff around my <laughs> workstation. I'm like walked in. The worst thing 
I don't know if it's the worst thing, but the, the thing is, she's coming here, she's giving me a packet of pineapple Ooh. lumps. Ooh, that was that was rigged on groaning. <laughs> that was just my stomach was involuntary. <laughs> I've got some M and M's coconut bounty flavour because if you know Dagger, I love a bounty. And I've got some Whitaker's peanut slabs because she knows I'm a peanut slab man. And a flake. Oh, so if this is anything to go by for today, I'll be eating horrible and uh, putting all that weight on that I lost. But what, um, what actually here happens? You go. What actually happens in the in the Dag household, mate, on a birthday like an Izzy Dag? We we know with the with the with the wives, it's probably a <laughs> wedding party. Out. But what what actually happens, mate? Like, do you actually like can you just run us through like what your morning will be like? Like, what's your breakfast? Pancakes or? Um, I'd say Mandy would probably make me some breakfast. She'll probably bring me a smoothie or something. Um, look, it's pretty relaxed, Kimpy. It's a Tuesday. It's the middle of the week. And I, I, my wife asked me, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? I said, oh, no, nah, I'm pretty pretty chill. Just just chill out with you. And kids are going to, um, you know, going to school today. And once they get home, we'll have a nice little family moment. And just going to go out for dinner with the kids. Like She was like, do you want to go out with heaps of your friends and have dinner? I said, nah, just just go out with the kids and uh Go somewhere nice at around five thirty, and get home and and enjoy it with the kiddies. So pretty relaxed, Kempi. Oh, I'd say the fortieth will be the one that you gotta, you boys are gonna fly down to because we'll, yeah. we'll put on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I booked the pool house already. All right, it's five, five years out. <laughs> <laughs> Enough will be on this station in five years, but anyway, hopefully. <laughs> oh, enjoy, but, um, mate. Yeah, enjoy. Cheers for that, lads. Cheers for that, yeah. Just another day, you know how it is, boys. It gets a bit bit old when you get a little bit old, eh? You like that one? Yeah. It's just another day, really. Yeah, just another day, yep. You're only as old as you've... Yeah, well, we can't go there. Um, <laughs> mate, mate those, I can't remember the thir- those 30s. They're, uh, they're good years, they're, those 30s. Where was Tony? Where was Tony oh, at mate. 35 years of age? I was picking up the pieces. Tell us it. On my birthday, I just got sacked from the Warriors, so... <laughs> On my thirty fifth, so it was, oh, no. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good period of my life. Them, them, them years coming straight out of uh, playing into coaching, is he? But um, yeah, mate, I get like I give anything to go back then. Uh, I was I was on the surfboard hard back then too. You know, like chasing waves all all around the country because I'd been over in England for seven years. So. Um, I was enjoying that part of it. I remember going down Taranaki. I still I still think about those days now, where the uh, the you know Warakaio was going off or the coast was going off, and you're down there surfing and yeah. Um, but those are those are your third mate. Before you, I'll tell you one thing. I never ever thought about this because you, when you when you're growing up, you 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 can't wait to be an adult. Are eh? you saying, man, I can't wait to hurry up and be an adult, grow up, and it takes forever to get there. But then all of a sudden you go right. I'm a footballer, and then you're retired. The next mm. 20 years goes really quick, mate. So slow down. That'd be my advice. Slow down. <laughs> enjoy every moment of it before, yeah, not just celebrating your 40th, you're celebrating your 50th. Uh, and then the years are, are rolling by. They're just a, a, a quick, oh, they get they get quicker, I reckon, as you get older. So, um, mate, enjoy today. I'm, I know that uh, yeah. I know Mandy well, and mate, she does. She sport. I'll tell you right now. She, if you don't know Mandy, get on Izzy's uh, Instagram page, and you'll see Mandy. She's giving him a rub, and she's feeding him <laughs> left, right, and centre, and 
she's a she's a lovely, lovely lady. And of course, Daisy, I know Daisy, mate. She'll be cooking up a storm today. I wonder what she's got. She's got. She's uh, actually. She's actually doing something special. So she, I told you about her food page, eh? Yeah, yeah. Everyday Simple. Go have a look at it. It's pretty cool. She does some really cool um, food. Anyway, she's she's going to use uh, my good friend Grace and myself as a dummy today, and she's making up this really good Japanese dish at lunchtime. Oh, so that'll yum. be my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I'll put some good. socials up at, at lunch, and I'll put on our SC, uh, SCNZ breakfast um, Instagram page as well, and take a good look because <laughs> it's um, – that's pretty bloody good. I spoke to you about the cornflake uh, thing that she. I don't know where. What is it, lads? Like, yeah, I don't know about you boys. You, you obviously can cook. You're very good, but you're probably like myself—a simple meat spud and brock kind of setup. You know, we don't have any inspiration, any um, any wild imagination. <laughs> These girls—they just come up with something out of absolutely nowhere. It's all about. Just dedicating time to it, eh? Like, I'm in a rush. I want to eat it. I want to get it done down my throat. <laughs> but the ladies, they just take their time, and, man, they produce some gems. They, they do. <laughs> Actually, I'm, this is a great question for Rick, because, you know, Rick looks like he knows how to cook a good meal. Um, like myself. <laughs> know how to eat one. <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to, Rick? Like, what's your, like, your, your wife's birthday, and you've actually got to get in the kitchen, mate. You've got no choice. Like what's your what's your go to? Oh, my go to is usually a bolognese. <laughs> of, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've, I've always been. Uh, I make a I make a pretty good bolognese. Apparently, like the old lady's Italian, so I learned. Oh, and, you nice. Know, yeah, so there, I learned from uh, from the best proper to, like, proper tomato paste. You, yeah, you yeah, boil yeah. your own tomatoes yeah. down. None of that Dolmio grin stuff, oh, mate. Okay. You make your own sauce and do all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So that'd be my go to. That's your potluck when we yeah. have a potluck. You bring Ooh. them that. It's funny though because my I missus, can't. her thing is when she gets home from work, her unwind is to cook. Like so, she likes to cook. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so yeah. it's very rare that I get a chance because, like, I'm like, oh well, that's your thing if that's what you want to do, oh. you know. Please, please, don't we love it? Please. Don't we love it, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> to the point, that, lo- but <laughs> to the point that my daughter doesn't think I can cook, and like Rachel was actually having that conversation with her the other day. She goes, "No, Dad can't cook," <laughs> and she's like looking at her like, "Whatever." <laughs> oh mate, the worst thing ever! I thought I, you know, I'd make my daughter some toast, and the first thing she says to me, she's like, "Dad, now don't burn the toast." <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, Rick, Rick, that's a true sto- that's a true story. When I when I was down there, when I was down there, yeah. I walked in the kitchen when she said it, yeah. and Dad, don't yeah. burn the toast. <laughs> he's like, didn't oh, you have to up. make them for her? Yeah, didn't I, mean, you I ended make up. Them- so she wouldn't eat them. Well, because you put them on her plate burnt, and she's sitting there, and she's just looking at them. And I went, Tills, do you want some more toast? And she's just like, yep. <laughs> she, she don't, uh. Mate, kids don't say that unless they, you know, kids are so honest, they don't just come up with stuff. So when she says, yeah. when Tills says, don't burn the toast, Dad, she means like, seriously, you keep burning my toast, Dad, stop it. <laughs> well, you know how you put them in the toaster, and then you're like, you know, you get distracted easily blokes oh, you, you, you know are, lads you know you what are it is distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and then I walk off and I'm like oh no get back the toast is cooked an extra couple of minutes and it's cold so you know the butter doesn't mount oh it's an absolute <laughs> shambles but anyway boys it's uh 
it's a big day, a cool day, but um, yeah, we'll rip into it. What do we got coming up? We're going to be talking plenty of sport, and we got Kempe. Yeah, we got Steve Borton coming out of uh, the French Open, which we're watching at the moment. Schwartek is up 4-1 against uh, Susan Orenko, mm. um, and she's just taken a bit of a break, actually, Shurenko with a... It looked like she was just getting her blood pressure taken, um, mm. she, but she's back out on court now, uh, so we'll catch up on that. It's looking like... Uh, a pretty good uh, semi-final coming up between a couple of good blokes that we know, but we'll wait for that. Uh, we got some basketball hopefully coming up out of seven seven forty uh, or just after eight o'clock. It's just depending on what time we can grab that um, that talk because the Heat they put on a show yesterday, Ooh. and if you watch that the Nugget the Nuggets, I thought they were cruising, mate. I thought the Nuggets were going to hit another gear, but unfortunately for them. Uh, the heat, they were just on fire, sinking some some really big shots late in that fourth quarter, and they just couldn't get that extra time out with the last shot of the game. So we'll catch up, hopefully, with someone out of the States in and around the NBA. But this is the big call coming out of uh, Sydney only yesterday, was that uh, the Blues look like they're in turmoil as far as the selections go, with Nathan Cleary mm. out for six weeks, ruled out for six weeks with a hamstring injury, and going into a game two, which they must win uh, for a number of reasons. Freddie Fitler I think his head's on the chopping block. Uh, and the thing with Freddie, uh, with Nathan Cleary is if you move Nathan Cleary, how many more changes have to be made given the fact that uh, he's relied so heavily on that pen with spine? So we'll talk to Lowy about that after 8 o'clock. Uh, and, of course, Lowy wouldn't care because he's a Queenslander. So we've got all that. <laughs> Paulie Mawadi coming up. I might have a first starter on Thursday too, boys. So we might, uh, we might just leave oh, that one until yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. We'll find out... What's going on? Wait till it comes and... out, and then you tell us, and then we get on, and I'll... then you tell everyone. No, no, I'll tell you. <laughs> I am actually, if, if, if we are going to go, I'll tell you first before we tell everyone, because we know all yep. the boys listening into this station, they'll shorten it right up. But, yeah, no, it's an, another big day. And, and, of course, mate, we've got plenty of clips of uh, your fantastic career, mate, some of those tries that you scored. <laughs> Man, enough. let's take a trip down memory lane, Rick Dog, eh? Yeah, we've got plenty of those. Kez has done a great <laughs> job. So we'll be uh, we'll be revisiting uh, Izzy's career right throughout the morning on the day of his 35th birthday. It's going to be your awesome. Poor ears. <laughs> <laughs> your poor ears. Sorry, listeners. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for that one. Maybe let us know on double eight double three what your favourite Izzy Dad cry was. Actually, we'll see if we can find it for you uh, and play it back because we've got a few lined up, mate. But uh, it is now time for this. Can't wait. Question of the day. Can't wait question today. Patrick Tuipilotu played 80 minutes for the Blues against the Highlanders. At some stage, he broke his arm. He's now out for six weeks. He played with a broken arm for some period of time. I don't know if, if that's tough or stupid, mm. but there you go. Uh, he did it. Uh, Leon McDonald afterwards said he, they weren't sure when he did it. But uh, that's gonna be he's, he's going to be pretty tough. Uh, so who is that's the hardest mm. bugger you know? Who is the hardest Ooh, bugger you know? That, that is, is our can't wait really question good, of the day. That is a really good question. And I, I read that about um, the young man, uh, Tupelotu, too, playing the whole 80 minutes with a broken arm. I've seen it done a, a few times mm. in my career. Um, and it, look, when, it, when, when he said, look, he didn't even know it was it was broken, like, that's tough. I don't know how many. I've actually broken my arms, I reckon, six times. Um, mm. Four on my right, two on my left during my career. Um, and they, they, they don't tickle. You know what I mean? When you're carrying them around, especially in a game, you do try and carry it around for a while in a, in a mm. football game, but depending on your tackle technique, 
Uh, and I had a swinging arm tackle technique, so mine always hurt if I hit someone with them. Um, yeah, mate, they, they're really, really sore. But the toughest, I've got to say, is he one of the my very first years in playing the NRL, there was this guy, Manly, and his name was, <laughs> given, given his name, I should have known, Mark Brokenshire. <laughs> That's what his name was, Mark Brokenshire. Yeah. And I was playing fullback, and Anthony Butterfield and David Boyd hit him at the same time. He was a front row. I played for Manly. Ran into him. I heard his. I heard his arm snap. Oof. Because um, I was right behind the line. And, and back in those days, they were called the Bruise Brothers, Butts and 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 Boydy. You know what I mean? They could really hit, um, just like Quinton Pongier and and Johnny Lomax. And Mark Brokenshire got up, and he just sort of shook his arm, and I could tell it was broken. No, he played 80 minutes, and he ran like that <laughs> for the whole game. It happened really early in the game, and he played the whole game like that. I was just—I remember every time he got hit, because he used to run with his forearm up like this. Then by that mm. stage, they'd put a pad on it. I was just thinking, man, you must be in so much pain. But um, that's probably—he's probably one of the—that's probably one of the toughest efforts I ever seen with a broken arm. Mark Brokenshire, oh. out of Manly. There you go. Double eight, double three is the temper pair post text machine. Let us know the hardest bugger you know. What about you, is? You must know a few out of the bay. Oh, yeah, look, there's, there's a couple. Um, but the, the story that everyone knows, and I was a part of it was 2011 when, when McCall had a broken foot for the entire World Cup. We didn't know until the end of the World Cup that he actually played throughout, so they kept it quiet from the players, which is probably smart because, you know, we've already gone through the the anxiety of losing Dan Carter and, and Colin Slade and Aaron Cruden, so they had, had to keep it low. But watching him, mate, like, he didn't train all week, but seeing him in the game, so good. And then after it, mate, he wore a bloody moon boot for, for three months. So you can imagine the agony that he was going through, mm. Richie McCall, to... Do what's uh, you know what's what he needs for his country. He'd have to go down. And a guy Matt Todd, mate, like he'd be injured. His shoulders would be bung. Like watching him get ready for a game, I was like, man, how do you catch the ball? How do you pass? Like his shoulders are strapped up and all his ribs <laughs> strapped up. He's got elbows strapped. And I'm like, I just couldn't do that. I feel too claustrophobic. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd say those two just. Anyone in the Ford pack, I'd say, probably. None of these backs, mate. If, if Paddy was an outside back, he'd be straight off, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, mate. Not, not built the same. Sprained a hair follicle. <laughs> yeah. oh. Get me off, mate. Yeah, get me off. Good get question, me off. Though. But there you go. That is our can't wait question of the day. So let us know the hardest buggy you know. Double eight double three. The Temper Bedpost text machine will come back with your text after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.